Welcome to the Zenov Podcast. You're listening to our Business Resilience Series, where we bring to you conversations between eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they discuss their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate the journey of crisis, resilience, and growth. With the tech giant Facebook rebranding itself as Meta and virtual reality becoming a disruptor in industries such as healthcare, education, and entertainment, 2022 has been monikered the year of the metaverse and rightly so. With the advent of Web 3.0, we are at a crucial juncture of redefining what entirely virtual experiences could look like. According to industry research, the virtual reality and augmented reality markets are expected to grow to nearly US $600 billion by 2025. In this episode of the Zenov podcast, Business Resilience Series, we will talk about what the metaverse is all about, how can organizations make themselves future ready to successfully leverage metaverse. I am Atul Srivastava, Engagement Manager at Zenov, and I have with me today Edo Siegel, Founder and CEO of Touchcast. Edo has over 20 years of experience at the forefront of artificial intelligence and communications technologies. By fusing state-of-the-art advances in both mixed reality and artificial reality, his organization Touchcast is facilitating the next generation of communications and collaboration experiences. Welcome, Ido. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, let's begin with a question like what that is on everybody's mind. Ido, like who is the metaverse for? Do you think it's inevitable for companies to move into the metaverse to say relevant and future proof themselves also because we are talking about a lot of use cases and the technologies what are the must have versus good to have technologies and use cases within metaverse as per your experiences thank you that's a great question i i think the answer has to start with the definition uh, of that word when we ask about the necessity um, and I think there are multiple definitions, and it really depends on, on who you ask the question. Um, so from a level-setting perspective, the way we view it at TouchCast is that the metaverse is predominantly an extension of an evolution of our communication stack, meaning if we've all had a firsthand experience over the pandemic of how humanity has shifted many, many um behaviors into digital communications over platforms like Zoom, Teams, etc. Um, we kind of view the metaverse as an evolution of that change in behavior that effectively facilitates um, many more potent use cases of communications, whether that is uh, a customer engagement, a company connecting to the people that constitutes uh, the main driver of revenue, or the way the leadership communicates uh, with its team or the way we learn, the way we create empathy, um, in the same way that video conferencing has created an additional layer for humanity to be able to accelerate many business processes, many uh, things that were actually perceived to be not possible before the pandemic, uh, we kind of see the metaverse as an extension of that and see many use cases in which companies can embrace this technology as a method of better communication to accomplish 
their different KPIs. And of course, this does not apply to everyone. Um, right. If you're an, uh, your core your, your core activity with your human capital is manufacturing, and um, there is not a necessarily, let's say, a touch point with customers uh, or necessarily training. As I, it, it actually is hard to find scenarios where it's totally not relevant, but there's definitely scenarios where it's much more relevant. Um, and for those where it's much more relevant, I think it it is fair to say that you kind of ignore the technology at your own peril, similar to an executive that might have ignored e-commerce in 1999 uh, and let basically a competitor eat away at their market share. In 99, it was just starting. Like it wasn't that a significant percentage of commerce was generated online, but you have to start investing, building the infrastructure, building the culture within your company that comprehends, understands, and can lead and compete. And that's a journey that does need to start now for those companies for which this is something that is a necessity. Um, so it's not a simple answer to a, a relatively simple question, but hopefully for the listeners, uh, it makes sense. Right, right, right. I think you very much rightly uh, touched upon these points. And as you mentioned, you know, TouchCast sees it as an extension of uh, like communication technologies, as you mentioned, rightly from like telephony to video conferencing to metaverse. What are your views on the current metaverse ecosystem? If you take all different players of the all different value chain players into a, um, a, a closed room, what are your views on the overall ecosystem? And also, is there a role for system integrators to play in enterprise metaverse adoption? Because we also understand that TouchCast as a company work with work very closely with the companies like Accenture too, right? So is there a role for system integrators in the overall ecosystem as well? Yes. Um... At TouchCast, uh, we are really focusing on uh, big enterprises and how did they uh, start their migration to what we refer to as MaaS, M-A-A-S, Metaverse as a Service. Um, how did they start that journey? And many times, uh, if not most times, that journey involves one of the world's top SIs. And uh, we've been working with Accenture for over seven years, uh, Avanad uh, and others. Uh, to help these organizations uh, pave a path. For us, the, this metaverse construct is, didn't start when uh, Zuckerberg decided to change his company's name. It started years and years before. We've been building a technology stack for about a decade. Um, right. There are many new entrants, uh, as, as happens when um, there is a, a kind of a hype cycle because that drives the financing that in turn drives innovation. It's very important for a healthy tech ecosystem that you have a lot of attempts. That's the role that venture capital and early stage startups play. Um, most of them, uh, almost all of them end up failing, but even those that fail contribute to the thinking and ultimately the value creation because some, their ideas might uh, kind of through synthesis arrive at other platforms. But the big player in the enterprise world, needless to say, for us, the most important and biggest player is Microsoft, given the, the, the reality of Microsoft having a legacy of supporting the world's biggest companies, starting from the age of Outlook um, and now in the age of Teams. And we are really working very closely with Microsoft at uh, senior levels across different industries 
to help support a mass offering on Azure that will let companies that are already on Azure benefit from a very secure solution that is already on the Microsoft graph. Now, what I just said is kind of a foreign construct for most metaverse-related activities because most of them spawn from the world of entertainment, social media, or uh, value creation associated with, 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 uh, with the crypto space and tokenomics. Uh, there are very few uh, serious enterprise software players uh, in the metaverse space uh, in which we kind of view ourselves as leading um, through execution with some of the world's biggest companies as clients, some of them direct, most of them through our partnerships with, with SIs and with Microsoft. Right, right, Ido. And Ido, as you mentioned about the like innovation and the financing part of like new entrants as well as the existing big, big organizations, how should leaders evolve their organization to uh, successfully traverse towards the metaverse? Do you think a mindset change is also required from a like overall uh, company level uh, way, like from marketing to sales, sales to partnerships and customer success perspective as well? I think similar uh, to the, I think the best analogy is looking at what happened with e-commerce uh, and Web1 and what a monumental shift that was. Um, and it obviously took some time. Um, right. So some executives are much younger and they didn't experience that. So they don't necessarily have that frame of reference. And some probably in the C-suite did have that experience um, and understand the metaphor. Uh, but I, I think it, again, depends on which industry you're in and the relevance, the overlap, which is the first thing you need to assess. Can this solution have an impact on my KPIs, whether it's uh, in sales or training or communications? Um, and if the answer is yes, then the only way to learn is through doing and taking some risk and that's the kind of risk-reward equation. And again, depends on what sector and what subsector you're in. It might be the case that embracing the metaverse aggressively would have a very material impact on your company's competitive advantage. And there will be those companies early on where they can literally build a, a company on the premise of, of that and really enhance their underlying economics. Um, and there'll be others where it's more of an innovation journey where uh, they will they, sh they should and would use some of their innovation budget to experiment. And it might fail in the beginning and succeed three years from now or five years from now. But you are establishing uh, cultural openness to technology so that you don't fossilize and lose an opportunity whereby a competitor, more nimble, uh, younger entrant into your market can steal away market share because they know how to leverage better technology than you which is often the case, and that's the disruptive nature of, of technology. So I think you have to be vigilant, um, and you have to not be cynical to be open to the opportunity to learn, to understand what is possible with, a, with an optimistic view before you uh, can afford to be cynical and brush it off as a, just another kind of hype bubble. And again, for some companies, it, it is exactly that. It's not relevant. Not all companies can benefit from it. Uh, but there are ones, I believe, where it can have a very material impact and will fundamentally change those companies or alternatively change their industry. Right. I think uh, I, I totally agree with you, Ito, in terms of like you mentioned about how do you want to 
plan your journey at the same time where you want to see yourself in the next three to five years. I also liked your idea, like earlier you touched upon the e-commerce example, how the companies who did not move towards the e-commerce platforms in early 1990s, where are they now? We have plenty of examples, I think, in a lot of other industries too. Like we have a very good examples from Blackberries of the world or Kodaks of the world, who were some time of their point of time in their overall life cycle, they were at the peak. However, they didn't, you know, move to the change and did not, you know, adopt the technologies as per the uh, time needed. Uh, maybe that's why they are not now uh, in the situation where they should be. I think that's that's a really good example, Zero. And you mentioned like, for example, I we were talking about the automotive industry and you said like uh, uh, the metaverse or the digital twinning of the factories for the automotive companies are there in the market for last 10 years, especially um, in the uh, not only automotive, but other industrial setups as well. Probably because the connectivity part, the 5G is is, uh, is already commercialized in the industrial spaces. Uh, however, I just want to understand more on the blockchain part because there is an existing firewall in the industrial setups, whether it's a manufacturing, pure, pure play manufacturing or the automotive setups where we have a factory setups and all, where these firewalls or ex existing cybersecurity norms are already there. Uh, do you think that blockchain will have a broader impact into these categories as well or only in the B2C spaces where we are uh, targeting the, the millions and billions of uh, consumers like in the retail space or maybe in the healthcare space? So is it is it like inevitable to use blockchain in all kinds of setups or only in the B2C setups? Um, I, I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say it's inevitable, but it definitely would, I think, play a material role in I remember when the iPhone came out and uh, at the time, all of us within the enterprise space were using BlackBerry devices that uh, had gone through an evolution. And a big part of that evolution was the ownership of the IT class of the kind of security uh, of that data and an embrace of it. And when iPhone came out for a few years, there was a very strong line amongst the IT class that there is no way in hell that you will ever be able to use an iPhone on our corporate network and get your email, et cetera. It was just perceived as something by, by, by that class that will never happen. They will never allow it to happen. Um, now, and, and they had their reasoning, right, in terms of security and, and, and operational model control. Um, now, we all know how that ended up. Um, and why, why did it end up that way? It ended up that way because the value that was generated by that technology, the iPhone, uh, as a consumer engagement permeated into the enterprise space and forced the hand of the IT class to embrace. And I think that's the lens through which you should think about the answer to that question. The, there, is, there is a linkage between the B2C and B2B in this regard. When something becomes mainstream and it solves a big problem for you and your consumer life, then I think it's inevitable that it will become a mainstream in those interactions as well. And, and there's, a, there's also a lot of merits to the technology that is uh, really valuable in certain use cases. But that's, it's probably a, a longer conversation for an all, a whole hour just to talk about how mm -hmm. blockchain is potentially used in enterprise, what it means for metaverse, what does decentralization really mean? Is, a, is probably a long conversation we can have another time, but it's a, a fascinating one. And there's some incredible things. There are some incredible things that are happening as we speak that really are the 
kind of, I would say, the tectonic shifts of the fundamental infrastructure of the internet by that leverage this technology. And, and those are the things that will force the hand of change, those tectonic shifts of the, of the underlying fabric, the underlying infrastructure of the internet when it goes into a decentralization mode powered by the marvel of blockchain. Yes, yes, rightly said, Ido. Uh, my last question for you is like, what are the key elements and uh, enterprise should think of for a successful metaverse strategy? Because you talked about all the benefits, you talked about the merits of a particular company to be in the metaverse or to adopt the, the, the strategy to, to be in the overall ecosystem. Is there an opportunity to create new marketing channels as well for the companies? Narlands really sees it as something that is driven by this analysis of viewing it as a communication technology between mm-hmm. your human capital and other constituents or internally. So it's not that we view it as there's some metaverse somewhere that you need to go and build in. That doesn't exist. And like just doing something for the purpose of saying that you built something in some metaverse is not, for our perspective, really an example of sound business thinking. It's that that could be done for marketing purposes. If if you want to use the word metaverse in your marketing and you want to say that you're in the metaverse and you want to check that box, then by all means you can explore that. And there are a multitude of opportunities you have to do so. But if you are looking to potentially view how this technology can have a material impact on your business, I would start with thinking about the, that human capital, that connection, the interface between the people that work in your company and the outside world or inwards, and think of how these technologies can complement their efficacy in accomplishing that, whether that's selling a car or advising a patient or training a dealer or communicating with your employees and team members in a town hall, all of these occasions where you have this human-to-human interface can be materially enhanced with an evolved technology uh, of communication coupled with AI that will just make you much more efficient in terms of accomplishing that communications to whatever end, whatever goal you have. Perfect. So I think we talked about multiple uh, points in the the entire metaverse ecosystem. We talked about how important it is and how future-proof the technologies are, uh, how a leader can traverse themselves towards the metaverse, what are the role of different business domains, how, uh, uh, how industries can have a better role in terms of uh, you know finalizing their short, mid, and long-term goals, we also talked about uh, uh, how like the, the service like mass metaverse service can also change the entire phenomena of uh, of metaverse ecosystem. So thank you so much, Ido, for taking out the time and being here with us today and having this conversation, which I think is very relevant and important as enterprises and leaders alike traverse the metaverse landscape. Thank you for your time and your wise questions and for our listeners. Thank you. Thank you to those listening to this episode of Zenov Podcast, Business Relin Series. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as, as I did. We will be back soon with another expert from another industry very soon. Until then, take care and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. To know more about Zenove, visit our website, www.zenove.com, or drop us a note at info at zenove.com. Follow us on Twitter at Zenove for regular updates on our content. Thank you again for listening to the Business Resilience Series of the Zenove Podcast.